welcome to the 1% Podcast. My name is Avi Wiswer, social media influencer and motivational speaker. Every week you hear an inspiring message. We hear from a person that is on their journey to success. With each episode, I hope that you can take something valuable with you, become 1% better in your life. Thank you for stopping by and let the growth begin. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the 1% Podcast. This is episode six, and I am here with Billy Suarez. Billy, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this thing. Uh, if you wanted to give a little bit of explanation, um, I'll just give you a brief, brief interview, uh, brief description. Billy is a Division One tennis player at the University of Tulane, and uh, coming out of High school, he is a five-star recruit, and um, I'm a little interested about, you know, your your story with tennis. Um, if you wanted to elaborate and explain, you know, the why you chose tennis and just coming up, how that was for you. Yeah, so, um, so when I was really young, I mean, tennis has always been a part of some of my family, I guess. My mom played Division One at Old Dominion. Um, my grandfather played some he played college squash, squash actually. And uh, as he got older, he just got into tennis. My mom played college tennis. So then um, I was kind of introduced that way. Uh, my grandparents, I looked pretty close to them when I was younger and they had a court in their backyard. So I would go there with my mom, my sister, hit some balls and then I loved it. So then I just continued playing from there, started progressing into tournaments, training more. Um, Ended up going to do online school so I could travel for a lot of tournaments and then, yeah, then playing college. Okay. Um, I know that with, I played basketball growing up and I know some people that ended up being a five-star recruit, ended up being a four-star recruit and even a three-star recruit. With being a five-star recruit, was there any added pressure uh, coming out of high school and eventually going into college where, you know, teams, I don't want to say locking in on you, but where teams did it add a sense of motivation and inspiration to want to beat your team? Um, yeah. So the whole recruiting process that they have, so this uh, system's called tennis recruiting and they have rating system. The highest rating is actually blue chip. So um, yeah, no, a lot of uh, colleges go off, go based off that for recruiting. Um, so, I mean, the pressure is there to kind of be a higher rating, obviously, because obviously you want to be higher. So you get going to better places and stuff. Um, so, I mean, in that regard, yeah, there's a bit, bit of pressure because once you go to that five-star uh, recruit, you don't want to drop down and you feel like you have to – the people around your rating to stay there. And um, it's a lot of – in my opinion, it's a lot of unnecessary pressure because at the end of the day, like, some of the whole rating system is a little inaccurate sometimes, I think. Um, but, yeah, no, there's definitely a, a lot of pressure that comes from that. Um, I know with tennis, I'm not – I know obviously the, the game and, you know, how it's played. And I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, I would say it's a little bit more mental than it is physical. Um, I, I would think that it's kind of like boxing. You know, boxing is they, – they always talk about you versus you when they do shadow boxing and they're training. And a lot of that is going on when, when they're training and they're practicing. Would you say that tennis, being an individual sport for the most part, is a mental battle? Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. The mental side is a big part of the game. It's in my opinion, the toughest part of the game. Um, you could be very 
talented, be a great athlete, but if you don't have that mental side, I mean, a lot of it goes to waste. Um, it's definitely very tough to have that good mental part for sure. How big would you say confidence is being just being confident and, you know, obviously with a lot of, you know, eyes on you, how, how big would you say confidence is? Yeah. I mean, I had a big issue with confidence when I was a bit younger and um, when I, so to go back a little bit, when I was really young, I did very well. And, um, you know, I didn't really have that pressure at college yet. I was just getting into tennis and stuff, just started traveling around the country, around the world, playing tournaments. And um, so I did, I excelled when I was younger, but then as soon as, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of other factors started doing a little less well, lost a ton of confidence. It was very tough to get that back. Um, then once I actually committed to play at Tulane, I got some of that, some of that pressure came off my shoulders and I obviously started doing a little bit better. And um, yeah, no, confidence is my, in my opinion, it's the most important thing. If you have confidence, you, you can really see where you could go from there. That's why I've had um, a good amount of su success in college because I felt a little more confident. <laughs> Is there any mental practices that you practice? Obviously, you know, um, you know, hitting the ball and, you know, obviously being agile, but there is, is there any mental practices that, you know, you practice with your coach or you practice with your team? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, before, before matches and stuff, like the night before our coach always reminds us to visual, visualize yourself playing the match the night before. Um, I think if you could see what he says is that if, if you could see yourself do it, you'll end up doing it. So um, that's what we do at school. I mean, we're, we all each other up as well. Try to, we all have deep conversations trying to get each other in a good mental state. Um, it helps a lot, especially builds that team chemistry. So yeah. And my whole life, I mean, you know, they, you know, you have a lot of mental coaches for all sports. So it's the same with tennis and you get different exercises from different people and it all comes together. Yeah. As a, you know, former college basketball player myself, uh, you know, I always had made sure that I had a good relationship with my teammates on and off the court. How would you describe your relationship with your teammates and with your coaching staff and just with the program in general? Yeah, so, um, I mean, great. They're like my family. Uh, that was one of the biggest things for me when I was looking for a college, um, to have that good relationship with team, the teammates, the coaches. Um, that's always been been a very important thing to me and I'm I'm very happy I chose to go to Tulane because I mean the eight, right now there's eight of us on a team I feel like there's actually going to be nine next year um and the guys that left before that were seniors I mean I felt like they were all my family same with the coaches I mean we all have a great relationship so it's very important because it brings us close together and uh I think it just you know makes it a lot more enjoyable how much you you briefly touched on it uh in the beginning, how much of an influence was your, was your mom on you to play tennis? Like, did you, was there any other sports that, you know, you tried when you were growing up and then, you know, all of a sudden maybe it just stuck, but what kind of influence did your, your parents have on you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, so, you know, my mom kind of introduced me to tennis, but it was always my decision to keep playing. Um, I didn't try any other sports really, you know, at school when I was younger, maybe I'd play basketball or soccer just for fun, but um, to, I always loved tennis. Um, you know, she was my coach for a little bit or pretty much all my junior career. Um, and, um, you know, they would, they would help coach. I'd go to them all the time. Um, they'd come to all my matches back in New York. And, uh, as soon as I started traveling more around the country, even around the world, my mom was always there with me. Um, so, I mean, she's been a huge influence, but I mean, it all comes, I mean, it all came from me. I mean, I love playing, so she, it's not like she really 
made me play or anything, but she was always there for me, which her support was unreal. So, yeah. What was that dynamic like uh, growing up with your mom, you know, obviously teaching you, coaching you and, and just being there? Was, was she hard on you uh, growing up or what was that relationship like? I know some people that, you know, that played basketball and, you know, either a family member or a friend was extremely, extremely hard on them. And, you know, sometimes it pushes them away. Sometimes it brings them closer within a relationship, within the sport. How, how was that relationship, you know, growing up? Yeah, um, the relationship was always, I mean, very good. I mean, of course, if you want to be good, you're going to need to have tough love sometimes. But um, so, you know, at times, like my mom would bring that to me. But honestly, I learned so much from it. It wasn't too bad, though. Like I've definitely had coaches in the past that were a lot, you know, tougher. Um, she, she also is my mom. So like, she's not yet too, too uh, crazy with that, but no, I mean, yeah, no, she was always there for me every time I really needed anything, you know, I mean, she was all, she also played the role of a mom too. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go back and change anything. I mean, um, from the coaches I've had in the past, I've had a few, like I mentioned before that were a bit tougher, but I mean, if you want to be a successful athlete, college professional, I mean, that's what you need. So. Absolutely. I think that that's extremely important that you have, either somebody that obviously isn't forcing you to play the game, but, you know, kind of aiding you and coaching you and helping you along the way can absolutely make a difference because, you know, some people don't have that, you know, and to be able to have that. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was great. I mean, she, all of her experience, she taught me and my sister, my sister also plays tennis. And uh, I mean, it was great to get that input from her um, and then that advice, but yeah. Was there um, any any pros that you that you played against as, as you were growing up? Anybody um, that pl is playing currently pro right now? Currently professional, um, I always grew up playing around um, like Brandon Nakashima, who's also doing great. Jack Draper, uh, Yannick Sinner, I saw them at tournaments quite often. Uh, even Carlos Acura a few times. So, Wait, do you have any uh, aspirations of going pro? Is is that something that you're looking forward to, or? after college yeah or... of course yeah um going pro is always a dream of mine and I, I I've been I just got surgery in uh February or March so I've been injured for a bit now um but uh yeah I mean that's definitely a goal of mine it always has been so I definitely want to give it a shot after you you said that you got recently injured how how yeah. have has that been a setback for you have you noticed anything about yourself about you know the comeback and trying to train yourself to be able to become a hundred percent again. Have you noticed anything during that process? Yeah. Um, I've noticed how, how much I love the sport because I've missed it a, a, a ton. Um, not having tennis as a thing I do every day was really weird for me. I never took this much time off other than like the pandemic we had where everything was in lockdown. Um, yeah. I mean, the hunger is like, is there. I'm, I'm super excited. I actually hit for the first time today again oh, okay. um yeah no I've, I've realized how much i really like the sport and how hungry i am to get back into it how how has the injury process been obviously when you when you got surgery how were you affected by it mentally were you know emotions going in there did it affect your confidence a little bit how did that um go yeah for in, in the beginning i was just worried i wouldn't get back to where i was because i was going in a good path um Finally, over, since I had a tough last few years juniors, I felt like I was going in a good path now. Um, so it was, t it was tough at first realizing that, you know, I'm going to have to start over again. But um, 
you know, in the beginning, it was also difficult going to all the team practices and watching the matches and not being able to step on the court and play as well. Um, so that was always tough on me. But then again, I was always right there cheering uh, my teammates on. So I love doing that. It's one of my, it's like my favorite thing about college. But um, yeah, no, it was tough at first. But I think as time went on, I just realized, you know, like everyone has their own path, right? Everyone goes different ways. Um, this is just part of my path. And, you know, some people have it worse. So I just got to be grateful it wasn't longer than a six months injury and I'm going to be able to play again. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I think that's the biggest thing, in, especially an injury, because it does so much. Tennis is obviously already a mental game, but coming back from the injury, I remember, you know, I had wrist surgery and I could just remember when I was coming back, the the process that it, that it took, you know, the frustration, the when am I going to be able to play again? And when am I going to be able to get back? Because you just kind of itch it, you know? Right. And um, when I had my surgery, I can attest to that. The the hunger that I had after the surgery to be wanting to get back on the court, to wanting to be able to just get better. And I definitely understand exactly where you're coming from with, with all of that. Is there anything that you're looking forward to in this next college season? Are you eligible? Or are you going to be able to play this upcoming season yeah I'll be able to play I should be back to normal uh in a few months like back to playing normal I guess um I'm just looking forward to getting back out there on the court with my team and my coaches just training and eventually competing I mean that's my favorite part about that's honestly the best time I've had in tennis in my whole life having the whole college experience college tennis is great um yeah I'm just excited to get back to doing that what is what would you say your day-to-day process is within, you know, what does a normal training day look like for you at Tulane? Yeah, so uh, three days a week, we have 6 a.m. lift, um, where we just go to the gym for an hour, you know, obviously lift. <laughs> um, then we have, I mean, most of us take classes um, leading up till one o'clock, which is where we start practicing tennis. We do that for a couple hours until about three. Um, and then we run after that. A kid go from going to the track, running in stadiums, doing on-court fitness. Um, it varies depending on what tournaments we have coming up, what what um, what the previous days are like, how intense they were. Um, yeah, and then the other two days a week, we just do the tennis practice and the running. What does a, what does a normal pregame look like for you the night before? Is there any ritual that you have that you you know you practice or you abide by and kind of believe in? Yeah, so. Um, as a team, we always we always practice on the courts we're going to play on, whether it's home or away, the day before. And then, uh, you know, we usually usually have a pretty light dinner, have a meeting with the coaches, get our game plan ready, talk talk amongst ourselves, everything we're thinking. Then uh, feel good going to bed, wake up the next morning, go play the match. Uh, for me personally, I just really like to relax, get my mind, you know, in a good air, good good head, get in a good headspace before. Um, I do that by like just you know relaxing, watching YouTube, uh, listening to music. Um, yeah, that's what I, that's what I do. But um, I just really try to get all fired up for the match. Is there any other hobbies that you that you have outside of tennis? I remember Matthew telling me that uh, photography is something that you're that you're into. Is there what sparked yeah. that the the interest in photography? Matthew, actually, uh, no. So what happened was it was. I knew I knew Matt previously from tennis when he played a while ago and uh, I hadn't seen him for a couple of years. We, we knew each other and um, I just came across his Instagram and I hit him up and I saw he was doing all this photography stuff. 
I was like, oh, Matt, like, damn, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, started talking. I mean, then we became good friends now with uh, photography and editing. And uh, then I got really into that. And, um, yeah, and th that was about, I don't even know how long now, maybe like five <laughs> or six years. And uh, then we've been good friends. And, yeah, we, st we still do it to this day. Is there any other hobbies that you, you know, you partake in? Any other interests that you have um, besides photography and tennis? Yeah, I mean, listen, like when I play tennis, like it's a, like a, it's a very time consuming at college. So I don't get much, much to do um, outside of that in, in classes. But um, I just love like I, I could watch movies all day. Like I'm I love watching movies, listening to music, expanding in that um, TV, just, just relaxing, hanging out with my friends. That's typically what I do besides tennis and uh, photography, I guess. Tulane is located in Florida. Is that correct? It's in uh, Louisiana, in New Orleans. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Completely, <laughs> completely wrong. scratch that. How yeah, still how is uh, Louisiana in terms of living? Because I've never been there. So if you would like to explain a little bit about Louisiana, I would love to. Yeah, hear. no, it's a place. Um, I'm from New York, so it still has that like city kind of vibe. But um, it's very different. I mean, I never went to New Orleans before. I went to Tulane, and so I was like, I wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into. But I really like the city. It's it's like has that city feeling, but it's also a little relaxing. Um, where Tulane is located is great. I love the campus. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, New Orleans, they have Mardi Gras, which is a lot of fun. They have good music. If you go downtown, like the food's great. Um, yeah, it's it's a real it's a really nice place. There's no other place like it, for, that's for sure, at least to where I've been to. What other uh, schools recruited you coming out of high school? Um, I spoke to a lot of schools. I spoke to like UCLA, Notre Dame, uh, University of San Diego, SMU, um, Pepperdine, Northwestern. But at the end, at the end, I got a little more into the talks with Tulane, San Diego, and um, SMU. So those were like the last three I was really looking at. What What made you choose Tulane over the other two? Um, yeah, I mean, to, over the other two, I mean, all, all schools have like great academics, I think, and good tennis programs. So, um, I've really felt like any way I went couldn't have been too wrong, but once I went to the camp, once I visited Tulane and met all the, my team, all, all my future teammates and the coaches and like saw the campus, I mean, I just realized that's, that's where I would want to be for four years. Um, I just, re I really liked how the team is like a family and how the coaches were involved in that. So that was, that was like a massive thing for me. And then I just thought the campus was beautiful. And, you know, I mean, you can't go wrong with academics. I mean, it's a really good school. So, so yeah, that's why I chose Tulane. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I have a, I have a final three questions that I would like to ask you. And it's, it's, awesome. it's rapid. So just wanted to be able to, you know, get to a little bit, know, know a little bit more about you. And, you know, it's obviously ended on a, on a good note. Where, where do you see yourself in five years? five years i hope i'll be playing professional tennis i mean that's definitely the goal okay if there's anybody that you would be able to have a conversation with dead or alive who would it be i'd like to speak to probably roger fetter get his insight on a lot of things learn a lot about him and his previous career and if there's any pro player, I guess that'll tie into my last question. If there's any pro player that you would want to play, who would it be? Yeah. To play? Yeah, probably be Federer again. I mean, he's like, a, he's the GOAT, in my opinion. Yeah, he's <laughs> legend. So, it has to be him. 
I want to thank you, Billy, for coming on today and, yeah, you know, so taking time out your day. You. And, you know, good luck on this upcoming season. Good luck on the recovery. And, you know, I'll be on the lookout. I'll be watching and, you know, Rudy, you on from afar. But I want to thank you for coming on today. This is yeah. episode six of the 1% podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys tuning in. All the love and support is always appreciated. I'm out.